Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. February 1st, 2023. Welcome to our second month of the year. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call Radio and the University of Kentucky Wildcats are back to their winning ways. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope everybody had a great Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed the game. For the next two hours, we're going to talk about it. Read the Thornton's text line. Pop into a Thornton's today. Become a Refresher Rewards member if you're not already to entice you. They're going to get you a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink when you sign up. If you are already a Refresher Rewards member, you know all about the great deals Thornton's has on a daily basis. Thornton's, there's a million of them around Louisville. There's a reason for that. They are the best. Nick Roush, how you doing, buddy? Um, up and at him, ready to rock, ready to roll. Got a busy day ahead. Um, people forget the first Wednesday of February is National Signing Day. Did Did you forget that, Scooter Dingus? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I ever even knew that. For being honest, <laughs> you mean Indiana fans don't celebrate uh, no. football recruiting? No, sir. I mean, some might. This particular Indiana fan does not celebrate football recruiting. No. Yeah. Yeah. It. National Signing Day used to be a big deal, Teach, but um, it's been neutered a little bit by the early signing period. I have a hunch this might be one of our last low-key National Signing Days. Uh, the the way the calendar's going, I, I just get the sense that they're going to start. They're they're going to eventually get rid of that early signing period or change things up slightly uh, to where it isn't all happening in December. But yeah, there's there's some some crew today, so I'm excited for that. Uh, got a couple commits lined up, and TJ. Typically, KRC curse, we don't get breaking news, uh, but we could have Kendrick Gilbert flip from Purdue to Kentucky at 8 a.m. Uh, two two guys who played high school football in Indiana, Kentucky could steal today from, from the old Hoosiers. I better grab the maracas. Wow. Well, that will be good. Yeah, so you're right. I think he summed it up perfectly that the second national signing day doesn't have as much zip or pop as maybe a voicemail from the office uh, for all you office fans out there. 
But today, there's a little bit more zip and pop than normal as UK is battling U of Alpha recruit, which we may mm-hmm. well, we should find out the answer to that today, right? That's, that's yes, the, that's that's not till six thirty p.m. tonight. Okay, so we will not be on the air then. At that point, no, we'll no. be we will I, have been off the air for a very long time. I will say when Gilbert he put out his initial tweet. I mean, it was at like eleven p.m. last night, and this kid hasn't tweeted since December. That he was going to sign at 8 p.m. tonight. I was like, are you kidding? We, this used to be a wake up early and get things over with. We're going to wait till 6.30 and 8 p.m. But uh, he, he he just typed the wrong. He, he put, uh, put 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 the wrong uh, M there. Um, but yeah, that to dive in briefly, TJ, the Gilbert one is one where I just kind of like, it's like, I, I just, there, it's so hard to keep up with this one. He doesn't want to say much. I just, I don't get the sense that he's going to want to leave the state. Probably not going to happen. And for Kentucky, I, I did some digging yesterday. He, the, the Cats got a, an unofficial visit over the weekend. And uh, pretty much uh, things things are looking good in the in the ballpark for the Wildcats. Uh, Steve Wolfong finally caught around to my scoop, though, and, and, and echoed that late last night around midnight. Uh, but... Cats are in good position with Gilbert. Spencer's a little different where um, I will say this this is – I'm not surprised. Um, he He's an aspirations gym athlete, and uh, so that he's going to make that decision there tonight. So And uh, Chris Vaughn, very good at uh, adding drama to recruitment. So we don't know. Um, it's basically a 50-50 toss-up. But I, I, I've gotten a little more confidence from the Kentucky side than the Louisville side. Uh, but you, well, it's not not enough to like put a prediction in or just say like, yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind Spencer's going to be a Wildcat. Uh, so I we're, we're kind of waiting around. He he officially visited Louisville more recently um, and was at Kentucky the week prior. He played both sides. He's he's projected to be an interior offensive lineman, play offensive guard. But the rival site has him as a defensive tackle. Pretty sure Louisville saying you can come play defense for us, and so that 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 could be good enough um, to to lure him away. We saw that work for uh, Justin Rogers at Kentucky um, to get a recruiting win. So um, you know, I, I, I'm still gonna I'm I'm gonna be there for the the ceremony tonight. So it's been a long time since I've gotten spurned. Hopefully that is not the case tonight, TJ. I was going to ask if you were going to make the the trip to check it out. So you'll be in attendance. Uh, cool. All right. Sweet. Uh, is it true that Dave Lackford has switched his pick back and forth for Wu Spencer 13 times? Uh, apparently it has been about five times or something like that. And, you know, Dave and Chris are boys. Uh, I have a feeling that that has something to do with it. And I, I'm I'm giving I'm giving Dave a hard time. It, I do think sometimes it's funny when the people make their pick, they switch the picks a thousand times. And at some point, it's just like, hey, if you're wrong, people aren't going to care that much. They'll they'll still put stock in what you say in the next recruitment and your predictions the next recruitment. But I would guess what Dave would probably tell you is that like I'm hearing the kid has flipped back and forth x yeah. amount of times. Which right, if right. that you know if that's the case, and it probably is the case. What are you? What are you supposed to do? Not change it if you're not hearing different information. At the end of the day, you just hope that he ultimately picks UK. But uh, who knows? He may change his mind a couple more times before it's all said and done. Uh, do you think it's no related at all? Do you get that sense? Um, n- not like if it is, Kentucky's going to win. So um, 
th- th- I think it plays a factor, but not a significant one. Uh, n- n- not like that's the end all be all. Um, I should say. Um, I do like though that Dave. Some people treat picks as though they're the holy grail, right? If yeah. oh my gosh, Wolfall made a pick, then it's going to happen. I love that Dave. He's just is having fun with it, and you know what? That that should be the way that it's treated. Yeah, but I agree that it should be fun and people shouldn't make it such a a huge deal. But the way these analysts view their picks and how much they care about being right, that they'll change their pick down to like as the last second if they can get away with it. Some websites I think are different where you have to lock your pick in before like an hour. But uh, they people care about their ranking and their rating and their percentage so much that when you when they do change a pick, you got to be like, okay, oh, oh. They, they don't want to be wrong. It, it, gosh forbid that they're wrong, so this must mean something here. So I get why people get get all involved in it, uh, but Dave does have fun with it, and we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It could be, even though that the second National Signing Day isn't isn't really all that in a bag of chips, could be a nice day for Kentucky and, yes. and, and could improve uh, some – Important positions. Not, I don't think you'll see an instant impact this following season, but but these guys could certainly grow into good players if they decide to go to UK and if they decide to go elsewhere. Not a big loss. Uh, overrated, if you ask me. And the thing with each of them, um, Gilbert's a four star. Uh, he's three seventy five in the consensus. Uh, Spencer isn't too far behind. They're both top five hundred guys. So that means the the potential is there. Uh, for Spencer, it's it's a part. I I think for him, it's it's can he um, have the work ethic to to be successful at the next level? Can he stack up year after year and improve? If so, he can be an awesome road grader on the offensive line. With Gilbert, Gilbert's the same way where he has the uh, these outstanding measurables, um, but does he have the motor? to to get off these really talented offensive tackles and make plays. Like, the, the dude's exactly what Kentucky wants out of a defensive lineman, but he wasn't exactly dominating games last year uh, for Indianapolis Cathedral. So, um, would, would be nice to, to, you know, these are both upside players, um, but uh, in the immediate future, they'd be good political kind of wins um, where you're, you're flipping somebody on signing day and you're potentially beating your in-state rival on signing day. And uh, especially after like people, there was the, some narrative that Kentucky, like Chris Vaughn, wasn't going to send players there anymore. It would be very funny if there was two Chris Vaughn players commit to UK in a week's time. Uh, that that would just humor me very much. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it's uh, going to be uh, could could be a, could be a nice little day for the Wildcats. Is that your prediction? I, I'm de- I'm predicting a, a Gilbert flip. I, I feel good about um, I feel good about Spencer, but I do get the sneaking suspicion that he'll just want to play defense for all of them. Um, but uh, I mean, I, on that one, that's just a, a gut feeling hunch. Um, n- n- no inside information there. Based on that, there's m- both sides are very very torn in this. Interesting. All right. Well, hopefully it's a good day for the Cats. L fans will probably be pretty annoying if he ends up picking L over Kentucky, and uh, best not to to deal with that. But we'll we'll see. It's uh, going to be a fun day for you. Make sure you're following our buddy 
Rick Nash on the old tweeter because he'll be all over it. Justin Kalen, how was your Tuesday evening, buddy? Uh, it was okay. It could have been better. An Indiana win would have gone a long way for me. If I'm going to stay up till 11 o'clock or past 11 o'clock, I would love to see my team win. Otherwise, I'm not going to stay up that late. So it, it could have been a little better, but Eastern Michigan got a win, so that kind of balanced it out. Makes oh, makes wow. me feel like I've got 500 in my pocket, even though Indiana lost. So, yeah, pretty Ross, exciting. You should, you should check the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page every now and then. Scoots, uh, I made a hilarious joke, and everybody laughed, and they were like, wow, TJ, you're the funniest man in the world. Uh, Scoots isn't going to have to. He can leave the Rutherford show on mute for a week at this point with the way the emus keep winning. Come on. <laughs> also, I'm not, I don't know why my my that group does not it doesn't want to upload for me. Like I, I don't, it's not on there. I, for I just get like a little blue line at the you know where it has like the two people logo at the bottom of your Twitter, and anytime somebody posts there, that line just lights up a little bit, and I'm like, oh, exciting! Somebody posted the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter page. I wonder what they've got to say. Uh, but no, yeah, congrats. Happy for you there, Scoots. That, if, if that doesn't do it, and who knows? They're getting hot. Like, you could have more. You could. What, what happens if you end up like quadrupling them up? Then he should owe me 1500 right? Or 2000 if I'm quadrupling them up. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I totally... I totally agree. Well, if you don't start leaving the show on mute on purpose at this point, then you're doing this all you're, you're doing this all wrong, buddy. And Scoots, you also cracked me up yesterday. You you had the the sweet spot special where you thought that, and understandably so, it's a it's a road game against a desperate team. It it happens in conference play. You you did think the Hoosiers were going to go down yesterday, but you did love IU plus three. I did. So yeah. you, you thought Indiana was specifically going to lose by three, two, or one point. Correct. Uh, Ended up not happening that way, but did you did you bet the sweet spot special? I did. Yeah, I bet Indiana to win by one to five. So that didn't work no. out. Wait, Indiana? I thought Indiana was plus three. They were given three. They were. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So you th- but you thought they were only going to win by three points? Indiana? No, no. So I actually I stand corrected. I actually bet Maryland and Indiana to win one to five. Was hoping it was a close game. It was for the majority of the night, but then it got out of control at the end. So I lost both I guess, those bets. Well, I guess I'm confused then, because you did think that Maryland was going to win. Correct. But I thought I heard you say you thought IU was going to cover plus three. That, that's, so, I said that, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it ended up not happening. Correct. Unfortunately. I'm a, I'm a big doofus, and I lose another bet. But I'll tell you this. If, if not for Zach Eady... I think you'd have a good case for Trace Jackson Davis to be player of the year, national player yeah. of the year. And you get to see those two guys go up against each other on Saturday, which will be a lot of fun. And I agree with what you said yesterday. I think IU gets them in Bloomington, and it'll be a different story when they do the return game at Purdue. But uh, so I think some good news down the pipe for you. And I'm actually excited for that game. You've got two of the, the leading candidates for national player of the year. Edie has it wrapped up. Uh, we've got a tweet and or we got a text into the Thornton's text line about this, but so you, it, it won't be such a bad week for your Hoosiers there, Scooter. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's a game we may lose that one as well, but I really am looking forward to that one. I, I'm interested to see how Trace plays against Zach Eady. Just should be a fun matchup. Especially because you would think that uh, your boy could maybe get Edie out of his comfort zone a little bit from just camping out underneath the basket. You know, Trace can 
can face up a little bit better, maybe take him off the dribble. I'm just I'm curious how that he'll he'll defend him in the in that matchup. My worry I, is Edie's just gonna go crazy. I mean, Trace is a is a great defender, but he's been he's been blocking shots like crazy lately. But how are you gonna block a guy who's seven foot four and is just throwing hook shots right over his head every time, you know? Really not too much you can you can do about it. How would those matchups how did they go last year? These these two are, are not new to their program. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I mean I don't Trace obviously had the hype last year, but I don't think we had this hype with Zach Eady. So it wasn't like appointment television where I was sitting down watching their matchup specifically. So couldn't tell you. Eady was good. He yeah. wasn't this good last Correct. year. He was still it was kind of like a baby deer finding its legs was was Zach Eady last year. But he was still good player so uh, they've got against each other you, you just have to try to get him away from the basket but trace jackson davis can knock down that those elbow jumpers so that's that's a start you just kind of kind of pull him away uh and they, who knows i don't know purdue may decide to try to put somebody else and allow ed just camp down low we shall see should be a fun one for you it was a fun one last night roush well the second half was fun uh, yeah. another another I don't want to use the word Jekyll and Hyde because that's probably not totally fitting for last night. But a first half that leaves you scratching your head, wondering, ooh, is this going to not be a good night for UK? With a really, really good response from the Cats in the second half. And overall, I thought a, a, a clean 20 minutes. And they get the win down in Oxford. Just uh, not one that we're going to probably remember past March but it definitely would have been one that we couldn't forget had the Cats lost. It could have even been a season ender. So, whoo, you can wipe the sweat off your face. They get the win, and you can move on to the next one. Couldn't afford a loss last night. No, no, you could not. Um, I think it's fair to say that it, this is another game against Ole Miss that's going to be forgettable. Um, there's probably only one or two memorable games against Ole Miss. Uh, we talked about the Nerlens one a while ago. You had the Stefan Moody game at Rupp. And, may, you know, a Marshall Henderson game sprinkled in there as well. Um, but for the most part, they're, they're, they're unforgettable. Or they're, they're forgettable because Kentucky has just completely dominated the series. Um, I saw a stat, and Mark Story had, Cal's lost to Ole Miss twice. Uh, Joby Hall is the only coach that's lost to Ole Miss more. He lost to them three times. Uh, Rupp never lost to Ole Miss in 37 games. Um, he's completely dominated the series. I think it's like 121 to 13 or something like that. Uh, and it wasn't complete domination last night because the Cats were shorthanded. Casey uh, Wallace was out with a leg contusion. Uh, so you had Severe Wheeler uh, starting for UK. And we, we had another stupid slow start. Uh, that a lot of people didn't even see because it just said it was on the ESPN app. Didn't say it was on news. I'm trying to find on the ESPN app. Of course, it's just not there on the ESPN app. Uh, turn it on, and Kentucky's let the the Abram guy match his season average in the first four minutes. Uh, dude ended up lighting it up, but um, but Kentucky they got off to a slow start. Thankfully, Antonio Reeves was there. He had six of seven threes. Uh, new UK high with 27 points. And uh, that was what Kentucky needed to kind of get the offense going because um, with Wheeler in from a spacing point, they were just – Kermit Davis was like, we're not going to let you uh, – unless you're Reeves or Frederick, 
we're just not going to guard you if you're going to try to throw the ball into Oscar. Like, Toppin, his entry passes, they were sagging way off. They were just like, oh, you want to throw a ball to Oscar? Sorry, not happening. Um, so the offense was stagnant in the first half before they could kind of get off running and, and make some shots in the second. Oh, man, it was incredibly frustrating. Is top Does Toppin just not like shooting, you think? Or do you think he's told not to shoot? Do you uh- – it's probably like he's not comfortable like, – like he's comfortable when he catches the ball and he's ready to shoot. But if his first option is to pass it to Shibwe, he's probably just hesitant that second go around. Same with CJ because CJ's on a snide right now. Dude was 0 for, um, 0 for 2. He's 5 of 26 from 3 since that Tennessee game. I mean, he's just not – he just can't find a stroke. and. I, I thought he turned down a couple open shots last night because he was just just a little hesitant to pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, it, he is. You're you're starting to see. We always said like even if he's not hitting, you still need to have him on the floor for spacing, and he can do he he can still open things up for you. Last night may have been some evidence that that is not the case. Uh, Livingston played well once they decided, like, all right, CJ, we're just going to keep you on the bench. I actually would have probably still had him in just the way that Ole Miss was going to overplay and key in on Reeves. Like, hey, you may actually get some wide open ones, CJ, because God forbid he hits one that's even slightly contested. God forbid he just hits one in general. He is is going through a big-time slump now. Uh, and UK definitely could have used him against Kansas, was able to get away with not needing him last night, but they're going to need him to eventually start hitting some threes. And I'm glad the commentators, who I thought had a a mixed game last night, uh, uh, ultimately I was I was fine with their performance. Uh, when they did the goaltend bit, to not even acknowledge that Reeves had already tipped piece of the ball, and that's why it was allowed to get pinned on the rim, like or on the backboard, I shouldn't say. Not no acknowledge. You have replay. You have, you're looking at the monitor. You can see Reeves touch the ball first, but I I, I digress. I don't think that matters, does it? If it's you not like tip, pass interference, is it? I, I'm pretty sure if you tip the ball, then it, you're allowed to go pin it on the backboard if you want. It's already a blocked shot at that point. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. I never thought of that. That was my thinking as well, TJ. I was I thought since it had been tipped, it was it was fair game. I, I don't have uh, I don't have the rule book and pulled up in front of me, but I, I thought I, you would. You think if a ball's tipped at that point, like it's not called. Well, anyways, who who's to say? Uh, anyways, they, CJ wasn't able to get it going. I, it's wild, but I'm glad the commentators did bring up that like you hear about his finger, but we watched him in warmups, and there ain't nothing. There ain't nothing wrong with that finger in warmups. And that was the thing. UK mic'd up Lance Ware, and they were just showing basically everybody on the team hitting every open jump shot. And then Oscar couldn't get his jumper to fall. It ended up kind of being a, a cold shooting night for everybody not named Antonio Reeves, who was on fire. So oh, yeah. and they decided to sit CJ. I would have maybe given him just one more chance for the reasons that I already mentioned. But Livingston went out there and fought. And I'm jumping all over the place with just some quick analysis on the game. But one topic we're going to get to today, I can promise you, is should Antonio Reeves start? It's a it's a talking point a lot of UK fans have. There's something about Livingston that Calipari and maybe the entire coaching staff, but but certainly Cal, he just absolutely loves. 
And it makes me think that, like, they have this belief that Livingston is going, something's going to click with him, and he's going to end up doing some some really nice things. I'll have to believe it before I see it for this season. He reminds me of a good freshman, uh, somebody that shouldn't get a ton of minutes, but definitely should get on the floor. And I can't help but watch him and think, like, when I see him next year could be just a huge year for him. Now, will that year be at Kentucky? Will it be at the NBA? Will he decide to do something else? Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But that's what I see out of Livingston. Like a nice freshman that's probably a year from away from really, really doing some special things. But the way Calipari talks about him, the way that he plays him, the chances that he gives him, uh, you get the sense that they really, 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 really are high on that guy. And you saw some of the nice things yesterday from from Livingston. He's starting to play with a little bit more confidence. And you may start to see, Roush, where, like, CJ, if you can't get out of the slump, Chris is, Chris is just going to play. You, you'll, you'll be on the bench because at least we'll get some fights, some rebounding, some defense from him. But Cal really, really likes that dude. Uh, and he had an okay game yesterday. Yeah, I, he, he still hasn't, like – the seven rebounds were solid. They really were, and they were necessary. Uh, offensively, though, there were times where I'm just like, man, if you have to play Wheeler this much, should you have Livingston in with Oscar and uh, Oscar and Toppin? And really, the the most impressive stretch for me was when they had uh, – Reeves was really the only shooter in the game. Um you know, I mean, Toppin can knock him down from time to time, and so can Livingston, but you're not considering them shooters. And Reeves hit a three, and then he hit, uh, like, a, a jumper to kind of keep them at arm's length. And I was like, okay, that's – that's he's the only guy that could really do that right now, and he went out and did it. And I, I don't think – that that's where I'm seeing some growth from Antonio Reeves is in those moments when you need the shots – He's he's willing to take them, and he's he's getting open looks too, where it's not just the kind of force runner floater. Um, you know, it strikes me like it, that it took him a while to to get comfortable at Kentucky, but it, it's safe to say he's he's there now. He, he's he's certainly there now. Yeah, that 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 was just a, a fun performance. Every three you felt like was going in, he didn't let you down in that regard, and. Just clutch because I don't know where the offense was going to be coming from, if not for Reeves. You had Wallace out. Wheeler uh, had a nice game. We're going to certainly talk more about him as the show goes on today. But uh, Oscar, nothing was coming easy for him with the way that they were playing him. You just had to have somebody that could go out and get some buckets. And he did it in a major way. Quite literally won the game for UK with his performance last night. And allowed UK to even pull so far ahead you didn't have to sweat it out entirely in the in the final several minutes really from uh about midway through the the second half let's go to our first break we'll come back we'll talk more about reeves where everybody weighs in on the should he start decision we'll talk about wheeler who we all are probably pretty happy with his performance last night and then of course we'll get to the thornton sex line because you all bring up uh, a thousand other great points. So we will do all of it on today's Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. Like Luke did. I sang on Do What You Like. And if you missed it, I'm the one who said just grab them in the biscuits. Also told you that I like to bite. Well, yeah, I guess it's obvious. I also like to write. All you had to do was give Humpty a chance. And now I'm going to do my dance. The Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hop. Come on.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Look, I, I don't know what your bank is telling you. This is a real check. I signed it myself. It's written in glitter, man. Can't you just, you know, like, write me a regular-sized check? With Walker and Roush. Maybe you should try a different bank. A big bank. Bigger bank? As a big check department? That's what I do. Down the street, you can hear a scream. You're a disgrace. And she slams the door in his drunken face. And now he stands outside. And all the neighbors start to gossip and drool. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on he Big X Sports so Radio. Yeah. Great movie. My pro. A great line. Great scene from that movie. So well done, Scoots. I, did I not play that like the last two or three weeks? I was going to come back and apologize because I think I played that recently. Uh, I don't remember it. I was not saying, not saying you didn't, but I don't remember it. I always beat myself up if I played rejoins too close to each other. So good to know you don't remember it. So I didn't. I didn't. I made all that up. I didn't play it recently. There you go. There you go. You heard it there first. He good didn't job. do it, everybody. Uh, welcome back. KRC on the Big X. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay the show 9 to 11. And you can catch it at any time, anywhere on podcast. Scoots, I was out in Shelbyville doing some work yesterday. 96-1. I was able to listen to you and Spears out there. I was impressed Wow. That. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. It was a nice, nice signal. Great radio show. You can listen to Spears on Sports, noon to 1. Every day, and listen to our buddy Scoots uh, from on Tuesdays through Fridays. He is producing that show, and basically has turned into a to a co-host, a real <laughs> ying to John Spears Yang. Somebody's got to keep him in check, and I, it turns out yeah. I'm the perfect guy for that job. It, it is it is definitely my favorite listen from <laughs> noon to one on the airwaves locally. Uh, he he does a great job. You do a good job. And it's a uh, it's a fun show, and I've noticed he's getting more and more text every show. So I'm glad is, more yeah. and more people are listening to. Him. He so, actually yeah. he had me pull up, or he was curious about his SoundCloud numbers the other day, and he was like, "Oh, what do I get? Like 14 listeners a day." He actually gets over 500 on the daily through SoundCloud. Wow. Pretty impressive. That's hey. awesome. That's very impressive. Yeah, uh, that that's 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 great. Good for Spears. And uh, and and good for you as well, Scoots, because I, I know people. You get some KRC listeners that listen. And I think maybe yep. they they were drawn in via you, and end up saying, you know what, the Spears guy, not not so bad. So that's exciting. I think he called the San X game last night. He Tigers did. win again. They're hot, and they were in uh, KSR's top twenty five for basketball, Roush. Which I don't know if that's the first time that's ever happened, but that's pretty good. We did it. Woo-hoo. We did it. Go Tigers. Uh, yeah, I think the sales game was canceled last night, Roush, so, or postponed, maybe. Um, was it? I believe so. They, they play uh, Covcath in North Oldham this week. North Oldham, really good, right, Scoots? You've seen him a couple times. Yeah, I, I like North Oldham a lot. Yeah. Is that, yep. um, is, what's his name still coaching for him? Levich? Yeah, uh-huh. he is. Might even see David really Padgett if you go. Oh. Doesn't David Padgett just go to some of the games at that accurate? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not at all of them. Okay. And he's also he's one of those coaches that he'll walk in like three minutes before the game starts and then walks out three minutes after the game's over. So not really a coach. Exactly. So you're just you're just getting his in game analysis and not a not anything more. That uh, seems like it, the yeah. Che- the, the check's clear for the X's and the O's. 
and he's not hanging out to talk to the Jimmys or the Joes. <laughs> I, I like that. That's a good strategy. He's, I would almost assure that he's not getting paid at all. And that's part of the, he, anything he does is just an added bonus and some help. But yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, all right. Let's ask a few questions here. Do you all think Antonio Reeves should start? Do you care? Is it a big deal? Uh, Tom Leach asked Calipari after the game about that, and Cal said, does it, does it really matter? If he's playing 30 minutes a game, does it really matter? Uh, and then he went into a rant about how much he likes Livingston and the things that Livingston does. So let me ask you this, Nick Roush, does it really matter if Antonio Reeves starts? Yes, it does matter in that you, why would you ever in a thousand years mess up something? like a, you got a good thing going. What are you doing, just throwing him in the starting lineup? For, I mean, come on. No, no, don't don't mess with the, the the feng shui because Reeves is playing well. Let him keep coming off the bench. Um, and yes, it was a slow start. I don't think the hole was tremendous by the time he got in. Like, I just think it was an even game. Um, but I, I, I don't think th- these are long basketball games, even though Kentucky's been starting slow. I prefer um, to not mess with what's working well for Antonio Reeves right now. I mentioned this line yesterday, but my favorite Lukey, Lucy Duckus song, uh, you can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we are just dancing in the dark. And Antonio Reeves, that spark. When things aren't really going well, you got to have something snap on and, and get going. And you're right, Roush. Things were actually kind of going better in the first eight minutes or the first four minutes, excuse me, the first four minutes yesterday than they normally do. UK, I think, had like eight points or something like that. Normally, it's it, it's not going so well at that point. And I, he, Cal's right. And I, honestly, if you think he should start, I, I don't, it's just, it's all opinion based. And I don't think anybody's really wrong in this, but people are saying, wouldn't it be great to go out there with him starting and, and maybe you could get out to a big lead? Does it really matter? I mean, how many times, how many games are ended in college basketball in the first four minutes? I mean, Kentucky it, got it, a nice lead against Kansas and look what happened to that, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it does happen. I mean, sometimes the team can get buried in the first four to five minutes, but it's really rare. It does, it does not happen often. I'd much rather have your big spark, your big burst, your putting away a team later in a game, realistically, when that, when that stuff happens more frequently. And if you want him to start, I don't think you're wrong. But at the end of the day, you just need him. You, you need the freshest legs possible later in games when it is closing time. And that's the way Calipari looks at this. He's also superstitious. So when things yep. are going well and Reeves is playing well, coming off the bench, they ain't going to change that. Cal has had a lot of really nice players come off the bench in his time at UK. So Reeves joins a, a nice list of players in that regard. But one, it's probably not going to happen. If there's an injury or something along those lines, then maybe it'll be a different story. And as long as he's playing enough minutes, that's all any of us should care about. It's about how you finish a game. It's not about how you start a game. And now, now if, you're, if your whole point is, no, I'm, I'm, I get what you're saying, I'm, I'm all right with all that, he needs more minutes. And if he, if he started, he'd get an extra couple of minutes. If that's your whole take – I don't have anything wrong with that either. I, I want more Antonio Reeves as well. But as Cal will be quick to mention, these people aren't machines. They do get tired, and uh, they've got a strategy for him. I think at the end of the day, we can all agree, is you just want him to be a scorer. You want him to hit shots. 
he looked like the Illinois State transfer that we thought we were going to get last evening. And he just needs to continue to heat up and, and play well and get the ball in his hands and, and let him operate a bit because he was doing it all, catch and shoot, taking it off the dribble and pulling. Uh, it, it looked like the, the highlight tapes we saw before he came into Kentucky. And let's keep it going. Caps are going to need him. They're going to need as much scoring and help offensively as they can get. So that was a big addition last night. Yeah, yeah, that was huge because um, looking at the, the rest of the team, um, the box score, Oscar Chibwe, he had 14 and 11. Um, but aside from that Alabama game, that might be one of the worst games I can ever remember Oscar Chibwe having. I thought he just did not play well at all. And if you combine that with CJ Frederick not shooting well, uh, Toppin finished with uh, 18, which was kind of surprising. He at least played aggressively um but things weren't really coming easily for him either a lot of it were kind of transition stuff so kentucky needed reeves kentucky needed reeves um but i i bring up the oscar stuff because just when are they going to change the way they play pick and roll defense like whatever they're doing now it's just hot garbage it's one thing if kansas uses their more skilled smaller players to to beat you with ball screen after ball screen but Ole Miss sucks. Like, that is a horrible basketball team. And they were still getting easy lobs and wide-open shots because Oscar is stuck in no man's land. Dude, just hedge hard. Do the Nick Richards, what they did back in 2020. Just hedge as hard as you possibly can. The amount of times that – it wasn't just him, too. I think a Toppin once just, like, left a wide-open dude to shoot a three. They're just not guarding the ball or they're not guarding – like, they're just not guarding anybody. It's so bad, and I just – I can – some of the defense last night was just absolutely infuriating. Ole Miss had no business scoring 66 points. I'm glad they did, though, to help me get that extra point uh, in our, our fun little league. But, um, but man, the, the ball screen defense is it, – it's, it's to a point, TJ, I thought, okay, well, you know, Oscar will make up for his bad defense with his rebounding and scoring. But that, that, that's, that's kind of a bullcrap way to excuse bad – ball screen defense like you can do something different to be better at this uh, especially when Oscar like he he did the thing where he got a steal on a breakaway dunk and I think he had multiple steals if I'm not mistaken last night like he can him and Wheeler both are not great defenders but they can create turnovers in certain ways just be overly aggressive and give him some more opportunities because whatever you're doing right now, it's just hot garbage. It is so bad. And frankly, my brain can't comprehend how bad it is. It's just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm disgusted watching it, TJ. You didn't think it got better in the second half? Uh, Still garbage. Just, uh, they got better because they were pressuring the ball more, but like, just do that all the time is my, my overall point. I thought it was better in the second half, but I I don't disagree with you. The, The first half, Watching it, it was just like, all right, Ole Miss is very clearly just going to, and they end up scoring more points in the second half, but I I contribute that a little bit to late game shenanigans. But uh, you're watching that first half, and I was thinking, like, Ole Miss is going to get their buckets. They're going to miss some shots, and that's fine. But just the way these sets are working, they're going to keep scoring. Can Kentucky even score enough with the way that the offense was looking in the first half to keep up with the slow drip of scoring from Ole Miss? Uh, it was very painful. But I did think they played, Oscar included, they played better defense. They guarded the pick and roll better in the second half. Calipari thought it was better. Uh, he had a classic Calipari quote that people, the the haters and losers, of which there are too many, 
are going to totally rip apart that yeah, we we kept Oscar in because he knew that if he didn't def- or he said the pick and roll defense was better because Oscar knew if he didn't if he didn't defend it better, we were going to put Collins in for a spot. And it was just like, oh, Cal, <laughs> there's like so not. much, there's so much wrong with that quote that like, why, 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 why don't you, why don't you just take Oscar out and just see if Collins can keep doing some nice things? Cause, Cause he did do uh, nice things in two minutes was, and then just did. didn't play again. You're, you're, he's, he's just setting himself <laughs> up to get picked apart because yeah. you, yeah, I even saw, uh, um, our guy Stephen Peake, who, which by the way, if y'all have not watched any of his kind of long form videos, it, it's the full Stephen Peake experience. I, I love it. He is he is a, a fun, obsessed fan, and he uh, as soon as Collins had those uh, those breakaways, he's like, "All right, so guess we're not going to see Collins in the second half." <laughs> like he just <laughs> and we didn't, and we didn't. Nope, I, I didn't. mean. Obviously, I definitely would have liked to see more of Damian Collins. I was happy for the contributions he did make. That had to be pretty cool for him. But Cal's quote about that's why he thought Oscar played better was just absolutely nonsense. Why why couldn't you get Collins in for Toppin? If Toppin passes open another wide-open shot, I'm just going to pull out what little hair I have left on my head and lose my freaking mind. And then Toppin does this thing where he's such a frustrating player and then he ends up look. You end up looking at the stat sheet, and you're like, "Oh, decent game for, decent game for Jacob Toppin. Uh, he did he did some good things. Oh boy, and especially on that little baseline jumper in the second half where he was just wide open and caught the ball and didn't shoot it, but instead proceeded to dribble down and do body contact so he could do his little turnaround hook shot sort of deal. Oh, Jacob Toppin. I don't know what it is offensively for this dude, but he's a little bit of a mess. Um, Still was second UK's second leading scorer, but when you're going to play somebody that much, then I guess it's probably going to work out in that regard. Yeah, I would have. Why not Toppin for, or why not Collins for Toppin, uh, or you know Collins for Oscar? That's fine. Pick and roll is still going to be an issue for UK. It's going to be the recipe that every team tries to get. Another thing I wasn't really thrilled about last night with coaching Roush, like, and we've talked about this. Why not try a zone? Just throw it out there. See what it does. Who knows what it does? Ole Miss, not a great outside shooting team, and especially without their top two leading scorers who were out last night. What's it going to hurt? Why not just put it out there? See what it looks like. See what it does. Uh, We didn't get that luxury, unfortunately. Sometimes Cal not being proactive and consistently and constantly being reactive is frustrating. And last night, especially when you're up. like like around the nine six, there was there was a point where I know the game was certainly within reach, and even Ole Miss had a couple threes to get it within nine. It's like, okay, is it going to hurt to at least just give Collins or somebody two more minutes off the bench, or Thiera two more minutes off the bench? I know Wheeler uh, was playing better. He had that that, that ten second violation was awesome. Um, like that awesome. it was like finally the front court stuff is is giving us something instead of maybe you know taking away. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it would have been nice if at least down the stretch they would have given those guys a few more uh, minutes. But uh, I will say, though, TJ, there was a moment where I thought uh, it was going to be Reeves at the point guard, and that was about it. Um, he uh, – <laughs> we, we had uh, Wallace out. Wheeler rolls his ankle in the pink shoes. And he ends up – did you notice he came back and he changed shoes? 
I, I did. I, I noticed that. Yeah. But then the the play that uh, Thierro was going to the rim near the end of the first half, and he gets taken out and lands hard on the floor. And I'm like, oh, God. It, the commentators were like, do you think that's a hard foul or just a player that went up and lost his balance? And they were like, player that went up and lost his balance for sure. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't think it was a hard foul that it should have been a flagrant, but he didn't lose his balance. He got like hit. He it was a pinball. He got hit like by four <laughs> different dudes. No crap. He lost his balance. Uh, the commentator crew, they, they had some, they had some, they really provided some laughs last night. Also, I, I don't think a bunch of people were tweeting saying that Dane Bradshaw sounded like Chris Collinsworth. I think one person did, and they were just like, "All right, this is this is the Ole Miss basketball game. We gotta we gotta unbutton the top button a little bit, have a little fun here." Yeah, I, thought, I thought the same thing, and they talked about that, which seemed like for an hour. I know it wasn't that long, but they even went to a break jokingly, and they're like, "And we'll be back with so and so and Chris." Co- and then they, then they said the right name, but uh, it, it it was fun. I I like the the minutes the arrow provided in in a time where the offense couldn't do anything which he was a part of so I guess he needs to absolve some blame there he was at least able to turn the corner on some people and get downhill because I've said yesterday Ole Miss was going to over pursue everybody and you got to be able to just get by them and at that point in the game for whatever reason nobody else could and and obviously Wheeler was hurt Uh, CJ certainly couldn't Reeves at that point couldn't but you were kind of okay with that because he was so hot from from deep but I thought the arrow provided some some good minutes but once Cal kind of gets fixated on his group the group that's pushing and working most of the time he's going to keep it the same and when he did make a change it was CJ out Livingston back in Livingston ended up having the best plus minus from from yesterday's game plus 16 which was, uh, I think, significantly better than anybody else's. So they really like Livingston. You're going to see a lot more of him as the uh, – well, we already see a ton of them, but just don't expect that to change, I guess, is what I should say. Yeah, I uh, would be nice to see see Livingston offensively feel more comfortable at times, but I feel like it's just it's either going to be one of those games for him or it's not. There, there's not really an in-between with him when it comes to how he's playing on offense. It just needs to keep, you know, show them a lot of Michael Kidd Gilchrist tape where it's like, even if your offensive game's not flowing, you can do so many different things. You can be a rebounder. You can be a good defender. Uh, you can be just kind of some muscle from time to time. He seems to talk a lot of trash. I think that has a place on the basketball court. Do want to give a shout out to Severe Wheeler. Uh, nobody's been more polarizing with this Kentucky team all season, the highs and the lows. Wallace is out, which, by the way, if you didn't hear it from last night, Cal doesn't seem at all concerned about him or his injury. It's a knee contusion, which I didn't know what that meant. Had to look it up. They said that he practiced yesterday and looked fine, but just during the shoot-around today looked a little awkward or was favoring it a little bit, and Cal just basically told him, if you're not 100%, we don't want you to go, and and everything's going to be okay. The part that I was confused, TJ, is they said he tweaked it in shoot-around. It's like, how do you tweak a bruised knee in shoot-around? That's not like a – it's just not you don't whatever. But I mean, I guess you could like do something that makes it more painful. Yeah, I, but yeah. it's not like an ankle or a ligament thing where you like re-roll it or something. Like it's just yeah, man. And also, I'm I'm just making stuff up at this point. But potentially, it could be one of those things where you know, like once you start playing on something, it feels better. So he was able to get through the practice yesterday, but just couldn't for whatever reason couldn't get like it going. It so worse. it just kind yeah. of felt like the cobwebs couldn't get shaken off yesterday. I don't know, but you. what I do know is UK really needs that guy 
and they need him back sooner rather than later. But with the late scratch, Wheeler stepped up. He got hurt. That did not look good at all. And then when they brought him back out, I was like, oh, my gosh, can you – Wheeler at times can be tough enough to play at 100%. Can you play this dude when he's, like, literally hobbling down the floor? But that was an example of once he kind of got going, you know that it probably really, really hurt about two hours after the game, three hours after the game. But once he got moving, you move past the pain, and he was able to really put together a solid second half. He's the SEC assist leader. He helped on that number yesterday. And and just shout out to him because I know it hasn't probably been as fun and easy for him. They talked with him after the game. They talked about his changing role. And he had a great answer, really mature answer, just saying, I, I want to do whatever they need. He talked about how, you know, they he was out against Tennessee. They won and then they got on a winning streak. And he's, you know, he's no dummy. He realized that you know, they were playing better and he, all he wants to do is win. And then he also realized, he said that, hey, I'm going to play basketball after Kentucky. I may come off the bench wherever that next level is for me. I No better place to learn how to do this than at UK. It just gave great answers, and I'm, I am. I'm happy for him. Glad that he had a nice game yesterday. And I'm still of the belief that he's going to have a he's going to play a role on this team. Yes, Wallace should be the starting point guard and should get the lion's share of the minutes, but when the offense needs a spark or needs to get something going, Wheeler can can help at least find the right people. So he's still going to get minutes. He's still going to play, and, and and hopefully yesterday only helps his confidence. But uh, and just also to come back from that ankle injury, you know that that looked pretty gnarly. And I wonder if if UK had the luxury of Wallace being out there, if they would have maybe just told Wheeler like, all right, you know, we rest, get better, we'll we'll, we'll sit you. Uh, instead, he had to go out there and, and help UK put that game away in the second half. Yeah, he he, and it's still the reason why I think the 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 crazy takes on Wheeler are the extremes, if you will, are so ridiculous because he, the nine assists were good. He's he's still like he, he's he's a good player, but he's not great and he's not horrific. There is there is an in between, and the reason why he has been relegated though is because of the way this team is set up. It's just it's it's not set up where like you you don't have enough shooters to where there's space for him to always operate. Um, but man, as you mentioned though, this is twice where Kentucky's kind of needed him to deliver in a pinch, and he's he's been ready to roll. Um, and that's that's what this team needs, um, especially in a game last night. Like you couldn't afford to lose to that team. You just couldn't. That was a bad team. Uh, that arena was empty. There would be no excuses for losing. And when Kentucky struggled, he he gave them the energy they needed, got some really easy buckets in the second half to make sure that Kentucky got the win and uh, is moving on uh, with uh, the Gators coming up from Gainesville uh, this Saturday at Rupp Arena. Cats started 1-3 and three in SEC play, 5-0 and oh since. That's good to see. And we've got all week to talk about that Florida game. But we got a whole nother hour to get to the Thornton's text line and see what you all thought about UK's win over Ole Miss yesterday. So when we return, going to be all text here on Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. This is TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hour two coming up next. My lovely lady, check it out.
met a girl down at Pedesco. She said, hey, 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 yeah, let's go. I could be your baby, you could be my honey. Let's spend time, not money, and mix your milk with my cocoa pup. Milky, milky cocoa, mix your milk with my cocoa pup. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Raj. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Edge Sports Radio. Fun first hour recapping National Signing Day to start the show and then UK's win over Ole Miss. This is going to be a text-heavy, Thornton's text line heavy. Second hour, get your text in at 502-414-1450. You send it in, we'll read it on air. And then we also ask you stop by Salsaritas today. Why not? Middletown location has a drive through St. Matthew's does not, but you can park and walk two feet and go inside. That's always great. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, nachos, you name it, Salsaritas will have it. The the Fresh, move, TJ, delicious. is the, the quesadilla on the go at the Middletown drive-thru, especially if you need just a quick lunch. That That's the way to go. Yeah, quesadilla can be a nice handheld. Like, you're driving. I can, you know, here's a safe time. I'm going to reach over. I like to dip my quesadilla in their hot, spicy salsa. It's great. Make sure you're downloading the app so you're building up points. And then if you're having a Super Bowl get-together, always keep Salsaritas in mind for any catering needs. No party too big, no party too small. Shout out to Salsaritas. All right, Roush, uh, has has Gilbert committed to UK? Uh, Trying to find a link, anything. Uh, Nothing official yet. If it's an 8 a.m. start time uh, for a ceremony, that means it'll probably be like 8.30. Okay. And you're sure it's not at 8 p.m.? We don't need a dumber, dumber kind of – I just thought he was a raging alcoholic. Uh, he did initially say 8 p.m., though, so that would be it would be kind of funny. Um, is, that would be – when I saw that, I was like, that's pretty late for 8 p.m. your high school, why would you go back to your high school at 8 p.m.? Uh, yeah. But, maybe there's nobody there to cover it, Roush. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, uh, Cathedral's a pretty big school, though. Um, you know, figure somebody. I I did check the school social media accounts. They're they're not very active, so uh, nothing there, nothing there. Okay. But hey, we're still we're still on the ground. We're we're trying to effort to figure it out. Would be fun if Kentucky. Because uh, technically, even though Spencer's from Louisville, he's the number six player in Indiana. Gilbert's the number three player in Indiana. Would be nice. Would be nice just to give something to the Hoosiers. William Spencer is the number six player in Indiana. Yeah, that is wild. He's a good man. Wild because it's too high or too low. I don't. I don't know that it has anything to do with the rankings. It, I think it's more so the fact that I've called dozens of football games for that kid. Just crazy that he's the number six best player in the state. But what do you think of his game? Give us analysis. I mean, fuck? he's a lineman, so I don't really know how much analysis I can truly give. Do you see him just blowing up the other teams uh, in the trenches? I can tell you he is a big man. He is a really big he man. Is, he is big. He's a big <laughs> kid. The last time I interviewed him, too, he was in pads, and it was like, phew, sheesh. Scoot's not impressed with his game. If the only thing you can describe is just his size, which any of us can do. 
No, then I, not good. I'm not, not saying good. I, I'm not saying I'm not impressed by his game. I'm saying he's a lineman and I haven't paid attention to his game. Wow, Scoot's not doing his job. Shots at the lineman. Commentator will, you know, he'll analysis needs to be at every level. Well, uh, who who said I was good? Scoot's the rebuttal is I'm not, I'm the color comment. I'm not the color commentator. That's true. Analysis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I do games by myself, TJ. I do play by play and color. Sorry if I miss things from time to time. Uh, apology not not accepted. <laughs> 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 you can suck it, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, we'll keep you updated if if we find anything if we find anything out as the show is going on. Uh, let's get on over to the text line, unless you all have. Yeah. Oh, I do have an embarrassing story. Um. Okay. We get uh, the wife will get those those meal kits. Yeah. From Haven't time had to those time. in a while, but those are those are fun. They change things up. Yeah, and. Well, it is kind of interesting because you, you are paying more than if you just go to the grocery. The one thing I can promise you is we don't throw out those meal kits. Like, if we get them, we use them. So, you, you may, like, it may, it may equal out is what I'm getting at. Except for this one time where we didn't use it. Because I was emptying the box, being a good husband, and didn't realize I hadn't emptied the meat and threw all the meat away with the box. <laughs> the wife was going, this was actually last week, but the wife was going to like make the first dinner of the week. And she was like, Hey, what did you put the meat in the, in the basement fridge? Where, where, what, what, where's the meat? And I was like, huh? No, I wouldn't have taken it downstairs. I was like, it's not in, in the, in the, in the fridge. And she was like, it's not there. She was like, they put it at the very bottom underneath the ice pack. Did you look under there? And oh, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Tough. Oh, boy. That is really embarrassing. And I felt terrible about it, but just threw away, you know, a, a week's worth of meal kit meat. I will say this, though, Roush. Was it a having, week's worth or was it just the one meal? It was uh, like three day, three, three meals. Oh, three no. Meals meat. Yeah. Yeah, it was a total, total embarrassing goof on my part. Really bad. I was profusely apologizing because that was just terrible. Uh, but I will say this. The lack of dishes we had last week, so great. That's my least favorite thing about these meal kits is it looks like you had have you oh. all seen the have you all seen the menu? Um, the menu? No. I've not watched that yet. Have not watched that, that yet. Has to do with chefs. It looks like you had like the, the set of the menu at in your kitchen when you're finished cooking these meal kits. I mean, basically, no dish is spared during just the most simplistic meal that they have. So not having the dishes, though, some people are wondering if it was an inside job to throw away all the meat. It, it, it was not. Uh, breaking news, TJ. All right. What do we got? Tom Brady retiring from the NFL. Nah, we've, heard this. <laughs> we've heard this before. February Fool's Day, everybody. Don't fall for it. This time he did it by making a 50-second video on the beach and just saying thanks for everybody, but um, I'm out. I'm done. He's He's gone. He gone. Um, I, the thing with Brady is, um, I mean, he, like, the, the, it was time, right? Like, it was time. I feel bad that he just didn't stick with it the first go around um, because 
it felt like the right time then. Uh, there was still a little magic left. But going through this year, even though they made the playoffs, it was just painful to watch. Uh, even if he would have been on another team, I don't know. Just, I mean, he's 45 years old. Like, uh, just thought it was – I think the timing is right. I don't think he had another run left in him. Well, I was kind of wanting him to go to Vegas just for the for the goofs. But, all right, congrats to him on a great career. Said for good. Retiring for good. And that will do it. Maybe we do get the Brett Favre, him and Holland thing, though, where he goes back and forth a bunch. Or is Aaron Rodgers going to do that instead? Uh, there's a lot of, like, funny, like, you know, Kennedy, Lincoln sort of stuff with Rodgers. <laughs> there really he, is. He, he was uh, – Favre was 38, I think, when he moved on from Green Bay. And then his first year with another team, he was 39. And with the way the calendar works, I think Rodgers will be 39 at the start of next season. So uh, he, he went to the Jets. You're hearing a lot of Rodgers to the Jets rumors. I, I do Especially not Especially after they hired Hackett. Exactly. I, I do not think we'll see Rodgers play another game for Green Bay. But I, I also think it's like 50, 50 – I think it's about 50-50 if he just doesn't decide to hang it up and just say, hey, I'm out. Although I did read something that like he's there's so much guaranteed money that he may just want to collect on that money and keep playing. So who's to say? I'm not sure if it'll be at Green Bay or not, though. Who would you be? Uh, is is there any destination that you just refuse to want to like one uniform Aaron Rodgers would be in that would just be despicable in your in your eyes? Hmm. It's like. Not the Vikings, obviously. That would that couldn't do that. That would not that would not make me happy at all. Right, uh, Bears. It, Bears just probably not going to happen though, because they've got yeah. Fields and the and the and they're. But no, I mean, I wouldn't like that. And he he strolled the Bears so much. I don't think it would be. I don't think yeah. he would do that. I don't think they'd want him. They, they hate him so much. Uh, Cowboys would be pretty gross. Yeah, especially if. It felt like that was the one thing that that that's hold, held him back, right? Is Dak just sucking? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Scoots, what do you think about uh, the Broncos hiring Sean Payton? Uh, I think that should be a good fit. Do you like that they're going to have to work out a deal with the Saints? Probably give up some draft picks. I mean, that was that was what the scuttlebutt was from the beginning. So I I kind of expected that. I just. I was actually thinking last night, pretty smart on Sean Payton, right? Just act like, oh, I'm going to hang it up for a year and just makes him that much more of a hot commodity than season following. Great strategy. Yeah, like you, you want what you can't have sort of deal, the yeah. old Gruden approach. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe. And, and also, I'm, I'm a big fan of knowing when it's time to step away. And with the way the whole Breeze thing, they were kind of married to one another. Um, it had been a long time, you know, why, why not step back and then start fresh? Although was surprised that it ended up being Denver of all places. I mean, he must have confidence that he can get Russell Wilson, right? Because I mean, the way that contract set up felt like such a dead end, whereas at least the Colts, um, you know, if you're confident in the draft class or something like that, like maybe you can make a move, but, uh, yeah, I, was just a little surprised it ended up being Denver as the destination. Uh, I'm I'm there with you, Roush. I was also like, unless they've got some plans or they've got something up their sleeve, it, it 
it was pretty rough watching Russell Wilson this past season. But also, the Saints were going nowhere fast, so probably not a bad idea just to do the old fake retirement or I'm stepping away from coaching just to get out of that situation because they don't seem to be in a great spot in New Orleans moving forward either. But yeah, some NFL news for your for your Wednesday to start February here. Still, still waiting around for some Kendrick Gilbert news. Uh, maybe it'll happen by the time we get off air. Uh, let's get to the text line, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. There are 13,000 Thornton's locations within the Louisville area. You stop by any of them today, and you won't be disappointed. Scoots had their wings, said that they were delish. Check them out. They were. The text says... Matt Norlander saying we have haven't seen a runaway national player of the year like Zach Eady since Zion Williamson. All right, man. Oscar had it locked up for mid-January despite efforts to push Johnny Davis after he'd go for 17 points on five of six shooting. Just a beautiful <laughs> text. Like mwah, amazing text. Totally true. I Zach mean, Eady is minus 1,000 right now to win national player of the year. Oscar did not have those numbers at this time last year. But it was also just media's inability to like wrap their brain around. I don't understand it. His numbers were better than Zach Eady's numbers, and you're the text was right that like you had pushes for Johnny Davis, uh, OG Abaji at Kansas. A lot of people oh, thought yeah. that he should should be in the conversation. It was just the media's inability to kind of wrap their brain about the historic performance of Oscar last year. That being said, not taking anything away from Eady, he deserves it this year. Purdue has been an absolute machine, and he's the best player on that machine. So that's fine. But gosh, so this national media for college basketball just gets goofier and goofier. I also don't understand, too, he's basically going to Zion because Zion had so much star power at Duke. What do you think Oscar has at Kentucky? I don't know how you can overlook that. Like, what, Norlander, you dingus. Like, I. I think Norlander's usually one of the better ones from the national media horde, but. Uh, that that was a weird thanks for pointing that out texture too i had a tweet about it a texture says how electric was the feeling when you woke up in the morning and saw that jcps was closed for the day well there's nothing like seeing it on the bottom of the television nowadays kids find it on twitter simply not the same none of us experienced having jcps being closed meaning anything for us texture <laughs> but in general school closing um the we we also were early enough too where they didn't have just the the Louisville schools like now you'll have a scroll with every closing and then they will have JCPS and like Louisville Catholic schools at the top just like kind of pinned to the page. I used to I, I loved having to wait in alphabetical order to see like oh is it are we going to be up like that what a what a thrilling thrilling few minutes that was. And Mike Rutherford of the Mike Rutherford show yesterday was talking about how, like, on radio, he, the radio, the, the DJs would, like, basically build suspense and be like, Jefferson County Catholic schools closed. And then he'd be like, or they, you'd get the open and you, you, as a kid in the car, you'd just be waiting patiently to, to hear it. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a different, different era for sure. Well, and now kids, I was I saw yesterday they had to do NTI. That sucks. Not in, they did they, in Louisville. Oh, okay. not in Louisville. Over here in but, Indiana, they did, and that's that's just no fun. Like if if we're gonna get a snow day, let me enjoy my snow day. That means we have no school. I'm not doing learning today. In fairness, Scoots, I think NTI is like an hour of work tops. Oh, I mean, okay. You, 
you know, like yeah. for at least the snow day stuff, it's like some, I think it's some busy work stuff. They aren't sitting around doing virtual lessons online for six hours. So no. Yeah. I, I mean, it's and then you easy. don't have to make up the day later on. Yeah. I know a lot of people scoots that would just prefer NTI cause it is a joke. And then you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it in the summer. Hmm. Makes sense. Well, and, and also yesterday couldn't really go out and play in the snow. Right, it's just little patchworks of ice here. And you there. could you could slide down some hills. <laughs> you gonna get up a hill? Maybe. Time will tell. <laughs> Scoots asks his landlord to raise his rent. That's how much he believes in his grind. That's a beautiful text into the Thornton's text line. I don't of understand. Course, alluding to Scoots making his own Eastern Michigan bet tougher on himself for no good oh, reason okay. whatsoever. Yeah. Got it. I, I didn't like know what that was referring to, but now I do. Scoots offers more money in taxes just so, you know, he, he wants to see more pu- public projects done. <laughs> Another texter says, I get why Roush is uncomfortable with some of the text today, but it's admittedly quite entertaining. I don't mean you when I refer to KSR Roush, basically just the radio show. I know, but it's still just, I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to listen to his show. You can listen to ours and enjoy it. And you don't have to get mad listening to the other one if it's going to make you mad. Yeah, I think some people just like to hear their opinions on that show, and they're not going to do it on that show, so they just go right. to our show because they know it'll be heard. Uh, but I will say that I do get the sense that sometimes people just like to make you uncomfortable or try to get get people to say stuff, and, and right, it right. is what it is. Most of the time, we'll probably just scoot right on through it. Speaking of scoots, Scoots, how's the public school system in Indiana? A person I know that lives in Indiana said you couldn't tell a difference from the public schools and the private schools, which is not the case in Jefferson County, says one texter. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Maybe maybe not so much in like Indy and North Indiana, but at least, yeah, here in the southern part of the state, you can't tell a difference. I mean, if you go to Providence versus Clarksville, I mean, they look they look pretty similar. Yeah, that that's that's a reason why a lot of folks uh, move across the river and uh, taxes not as not as pricey. Come on, yeah, and you can sports gamble. Yep, you can sports gamble. Kirby t- weighs in. If there's a more toxic place than House of Blue, I'd love to see it. All about how bad Cal is and the lineups and Nate Oates the entire game. Yes, Nate Oates that has never been past the Sweet Sixteen. Our fans make it hard to be a fan sometimes. I'll take an ugly, gritty win with Casey out, CJ being awful, and subpar effort from Oscar. Needed it and got it. We've got to wake CJ up if we're going to do anything. Go Cats. Oh, there's a there's just a group of very, very miserable people, Kirby, on that website. Doesn't mean I still like that website, and I think Justin Rowland and those people do a really good job providing content. But when you're going to have an open forum, especially anonymously, you're just going to get some of the worst of the worst. Kirby, you just got to remember, some of those people may be 13 years old. Some of them may be like 82 years old and just completely and totally senile. Some of these people may just be miserable folks that live in their parents' basement and just have nothing going for them. And then some of them are quite literally just trolls that like pay for a subscription just to create controversy and divisiveness within the fan base. But there are good posters there. There's a lot of good information. You just kind of have to sift through uh, some of the miserable people. But how about that Alabama beat down of Vandy? I took the under at 155, which hit despite Alabama. (laughs) 
despite Alabama's best efforts to almost get to that total by themselves. Alabama's biggest win ever in the SEC. What was the final? 101 to 44? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Now, I asked my roommate this last night, and of course he didn't know, but is that the largest loss for Vanderbilt in SEC history? No. Because they didn't mention anything about that. So if they lost by more than that at some point, that's embarrassing. The old Kitty Cats, UK, 20 years ago, beat them worse. The 2003 team, I think, beat them like 107 to 44 or 108 to 44. Jeez. And I'm not even, I'm not 100% sure if that's the worst SEC loss of all time, but it wasn't Vanderbilt's worst SEC loss because the Cats gave them an old spanking about 20, 20 years ago. Ah, tubby time, baby. The Suffer Cats. Texter says, Oscar gets beat on defense, throws his hands up, rinse, repeat. Yeah, a lot of people are catching on to this. This has not been a, a, a particularly fun trait about Shibway this season. Just yeah. the hands up, the whining. Uh, I, I do think he doesn't get an amazing whistle, but I'm a little, I'm a little biased when it comes to, to that sort of stuff. But it's more on the defense, where his man scores, there's a back screen, his team... Like, you you don't put your hands up to your teammates like that. Maybe you can get away with it once a game, but he does it far too often. Uh, people are noticing. He, he didn't look overly engaged yesterday. Uh, he ended up, you know, putting, yeah, yeah. having good numbers, but he just didn't look... He didn't look overly energetic, engaged, whatever you want to call it. Uh, still ended up having a nice game, though, and we take... Yeah, the three steals was the one number that did surprise me. 14, 11, three steals. But engaged is a good word because something was just off. And uh, maybe it was the atmosphere, right? Because that, that place it was, was a sleepy ghost atmosphere. Town. Yeah, with the ice storm. But that potentially could be it. But he's, he's going to need to be Oscar again. He doesn't have to put up the Georgia numbers every game, but – Needs to uh, at least bring the energy, and I agree. If I'm a UK coach, I'm just telling him, you are the defending national player of the year. You don't need to always look like a seventh grader throwing your hands up if something doesn't go your way. Like, keep playing. It's basketball. you got to get on to the next play. Another texture on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number. What do you all think this team would be in bracketology if they beat South Carolina? Um, at least one or two seed on higher. Uh, they really get pen- the the bracketologists really penalized from that them for that. Essentially, they wouldn't be in the bubble conversation. Now they might TJ just to draw some clicks, uh, but that certainly is the reason why they're they're on the bubble conversation. Yeah, I think they'd probably be like eight or nine seed. Where now they're probably a nine, ten, or eleven seed. I, I, I think that they realistically with the NCAA are probably better in a better spot than most bracketologists have them. Uh, because while you do have one really really bad loss, you don't have two bad losses. You don't have you don't have another loss that's really embarrassing. I know for Kentucky fans, we it's entirely too many, and I'm right there with anybody else agreeing with that. But I, I think they're in a little bit. I don't think they're in the last four in. I think right now I shouldn't say comfortably in because if you had lost Ole Miss last night, I think you probably would have been on the wrong side of the bubble. So when you're within a game of things changing drastically, you're certainly not comfortably in. But I think right now they're not in the last four-in spot. I I think they have a bye, that sort of deal. But if you take away the South Carolina loss, yeah, it's they're they're in a much better spot. Kentucky versus Ole Miss on ESPN and Indiana versus Maryland on ESPN two. IU confirmed does not move the needle. IU uh, was on ESPN, too, so it was on TV, which a lot of teams aren't. So suck it, pal. 
Kansas, Kansas State being on ESPN Plus was dumb. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a Big 12 thing, though. Well, because if can... you notice, they do quite a few of those Big 12. It'll be like Big 12 Plus. So I'm guessing that's just like a a mandate where they have to play X amount of games on ESPN Plus. X amount of conference games on ESPN Plus per year. Whereas like with the SEC, it's just so many. Uh, it's, it's only so many non-conference games. Speaking of mandates, we need to have a KRC lunch. We didn't do one in January. Oh, we didn't. Time flies, man. I noticed you did the the month uh, review. That's that's pretty popular on the uh, IG streets, TJ. Didn't know that until you. Well, I was I was like, you know, January was a lot of fun. Like, I really really enjoyed myself this month. This month, I'm sure I took a bunch of pictures, and I was like, no, I just took a bunch of pictures of my daughter. <laughs> that's that's and i was like certainly i took like a group picture in lexington with everybody and i was like no looks like a looks like i <laughs> looks like i didn't um so it ended up just being a bunch of pictures of of lucy but yeah we're in february for all the dry january folks roush you did it crack yourself open a cold one pal yeah made it texture says after Reeves hit his 6-3, Cal looked over to his assistants and said, thank God I called that guy. <laughs> Great Billy Madison quote. Oh, uh, man, that's one of my favorites, too. It might have been the first time I got introduced to Steve Buscemi as well. Great actor. Yeah, I'm sure it was for me as well. But, yes, thank goodness for Reeves yesterday. He put the team on his back in a big way. Great innings. Collins, oh, yeah, you had a great gif the other day about that. Uh, Collins came in and gave a couple quality minutes and hasn't sniffed the court in the second half. I'd like to see some spot minutes from Collins, especially when Oscar's defense has been average at best this season. And I, I agree with this texter wholeheartedly, but it's not just Oscar either. Like, get it, Collins in for Toppin. If Toppin keeps passing up just wide-open jump shots, you get somebody in there that's going to take him. And not that we've seen Collins hit anything past just a few feet this season. At least he'll be a little bit better on de- defense and his length is a little bit more bothersome. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see more Collins as well. It didn't happen. Nope, nope, did not happen. Um, you know what needs to happen though? What's that? One final break. We'll do that now and then return, finish up the Thornton's text line. We'll keep you up- updated. Maybe it was central time. Indianapolis is not on central time, but yeah, we're still waiting for Kendrick Gilbert. They used to do the thing where they just didn't observe daylight saving. So sometimes they would be an hour behind, um, but no, they're, they're still on Eastern. Uh, we still shall. Oh, I've seen some Purdue accounts on Twitter. Not looking, not looking happy. with nope. Kendrick Gilbert. So that's good news. We'll be back. One final segment. Kentucky roll call rolls along after this. Oh, Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. The penny was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. It's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Welcome back. One final segment. Nothing on Gilbert just yet. But we'll be sure to let you know if we hear anything. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Text on in. We'll read it on air. I wanted to get into just like 
an overlook of February for UK because it is such just an important month and important stretch of games, very winnable stretch of games. But we'll maybe do that tomorrow. Yeah. Better, better Thursday radio because we want to get through these texts because when you text in, we want to hear what you got to say. So, uh, Roush, do you have any other quick hitters for today's show? No, we don't uh, want to beat boxing. Just if you have a quick hitter, go ahead and, and let us know. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I think we're good to go. I'll, 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 I'll do some scrolling, and if something comes to mind, boom, I'll, we'll get to it, buddy. I, I got but something. Oh, scoots. L- little off topic from what we've been discussing today, but TJ, you brought up a movie earlier. I watched You People on Netflix yesterday. Y'all, oh, you all great? have to check it out. It is. Probably the most awkward movie I've ever seen, but it was so great. Had me belly laughing the whole time. So, I saw where Julie Hilly Dreyfus is in it too. Yeah, like it's not just Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Uh, the which, stars. There are so many big movie stars in that movie. So check it out. You people. five point five point six out of ten on IMBD. Really, forty three percent on Rotten Tomato. Really, so that's surprising. The people, the people are suggesting you people. Not good. No, it's good. Check it out. Make your own decision. I don't know. I'm a little scared. <laughs> Those are pretty bad ratings, Scoots. Those are, which Scoots, is, which is surprising. Watch something we recommended. Um, it's been a while. Stranger Things. Okay, so well over a year at this point. <laughs> my my brother's the type of person who would just recommend, 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 but never will do take one of your recommendations and, and listen. Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't listen to the only recommends and non recommend recommend these. I, I want to watch kaleidoscope, but I just haven't had, I haven't been in the right mindset yet to, to start that. Watch the banshees of an No shot. No shot. Why not? No, I'm just not doing it. Okay. I need a better reason as to the, as to why. I you just, need a little culture, buddy. Not everything can just be fart jokes and swamp people. I like fart jokes and swamp people. Thank you very much. Sometimes you just need to you need to think. You need to think. Have you know provocatively sometimes. If I'm at home not working, that's the last thing I want to do is think. We got the challenge finale tonight. It's a Woo-hoo. 96 hour final challenge. Hey, challenge actually oh. is the last thing I watched that you recommended. That was less you than a year ago. And, and, and you loved it. I loved it. How is that four days, 96 hours? No, well, 24, five. 48, 72. Yeah. So four days. Four days. Wow. I think the one that we watched was only two or three. So, man, crazy. Is this is this MTV or Paramount Plus? This is MTV. Okay. Uh, I'm excited about it. You got uh, Bananas is in. That's, there's a name a lot of people would remember. He's in it. Uh, Jordan, who you may know, he's in it as well. Tori, Anissa, there's some big names. But don't sleep on Horacio. I think that's going to be your winner when it's all said and done. That dude is a freak. He's a rookie. He's really good. And uh, I may be really dumb to take the rookie in a finale because they usually melt down. But keep an eye on him. Should be a good time. That's tonight. I know a lot of people don't care. Some people do. You can suck it. A texter, 502-414-1450. Kentucky starters 0-4 from three. Three-point land with 740 left in the game. Got to start Reeves and have CJ come off the bench on Saturday, right? Now, we talked about it. We don't really care. 
we, we don't get so worked up about the starting lineups. Just make sure Reeves is getting enough minutes. And sometimes I think Cal takes a little too long to get him in. I don't know if I could sometimes last more than two minutes watching this offense from time to time, but they did okay yesterday. Uh, but as long as he's getting enough minutes, I don't care if it's off the bench. Doesn't doesn't mean a lot to me. But I know people disagree with that, and it's just an opinion thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 all about similar to Cal and his juju, where he switched from his his black pool over to his blue one after they lost to Kansas. Um, you know, just don't don't mess with a, a shooter's kind of momentum, especially the. Like, I, I really it's it's weird. I do think there's more. The starting lineup shouldn't matter as much as it does to individual players, but it really it really can mess with them. Um, whether you're taking somebody out of the starting lineup, whether you're putting them in, mentally, I, th- I think it it makes a bigger difference than it should. Um, so don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. And the texter goes on to say, and I always say start Reeves because I'd like to see some shots fall earlier in the game. Maybe it'll help the team for the rest of the game. CJ just isn't giving this team anything at this moment. I don't disagree about the CJ point. He can still help with spacing, but at some point you gotta you just gotta hit shots. If you're a shooter, you just have to be able to knock some of them down. But yeah, the starting thing—it's probably going to be a big topic of conversation for some folks. It just doesn't doesn't matter to the KRC gang. Texas yeah, says and um, I, I would like to just add to that. Um, I mean, CJ's defense has gotten markedly better. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I think like where he, it no longer feels like he's a, he's a liability and at least he's not a black hole. Although I would like to see him just try to shoot it more to try to get out of the slump, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine. If he wants to shoot it, I usually trust him. I just need to see some eventually go in and yeah, we'll move on from it. A texture says, since UK has trouble defending the high ball screens, do they ever run it when they are on offense, or is Cal too stubborn to try it? They do. Yeah. It's a lot of slip screens, though, more than just yeah, kind of yeah. your hard set screens. Um, I I think they need to just again, you know, be a little proactive, and then one game just be like, hey, Oscar, hard screens, hard screens, get into your guy, and and don't worry about slipping so much. But. It is what it is. This team's got some defensive liabilities, but I think they've held. I think like they've held their last five SEC opponents under a certain number for the first time in a long time since like fifteen, even. And we all know how good that defensive team was. So they they do eventually seem to to settle in. It's just sometimes brutally pl- painful seeing them get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're right though. They're. Because they do, they do a lot of. Uh, it, it's not necessarily the high ball screen stuff, but they do a lot of kind of rub action where there's dribble handoffs and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, though, it's not as doesn't always create the the easiest offense that you'll see, like you do from some other teams. But especially late in the shot clock, that's kind of what they go to. There's um, some some late ball screen stuff. A texter says. Man, this is some ugly basketball. Sad. Uh, this must have been a first half text, which mm. could have very well just even came for me because that was a there was moments in that game in the first half where it was not good. I saw a couple people tweeting like they were going to bed. I'll catch it in the morning. Uh, I couldn't say I really blamed them at the time, but second half got much better. That's that's fine. Just went on the road in the SEC. Couldn't afford a loss there. On to the next one. 
Got a lot of CJ texts about to come in. Frederick continues to not make threes. I mean, it's comical how good of a shooter he was. Then comes to Kentucky, can't make a wide open three. Well, hopefully he's just he's saving them up for March. Uh, of course, CJ missed another three. Toppin uh, has to shoot some of these open threes. They're just laying off of him, and he isn't even considering shooting. I I, I agree. I, like again, Toppin does try hard, and that's got to count for a little bit of something. But there's just how like how how did they think there's just no way they could have predicted Toppin would be such a turtle when it comes to these open shots and just goes inside a shell and then kicks it back out a fun thing to do if you if you have the luxury of being able to pause the tv when a shooter whether it's cj or reeves and maybe sometimes if it's wallace when he's out there when they shoot and get a shot up Look at where a non-shooter is on the floor and see how just few of people are around him. I took a screenshot, and I wasn't like I'm not blaming Wheeler for this. You can't help how the defense defends you. But on one of Reeves' made threes, the entire Ole Miss team is from, if you just drew a line down the middle of the free throw line, they're all on one side. And Wheeler has the entire other side of the court just completely entirely by himself. Like there's nobody even within at that point, what, 10 feet of them? Like, you could have a 10-feet hula hoop and nobody's coming inside of it. It'd be a ginormous hula hoop. But uh, it's got to have more shooters. And next year, that will be better. I know UK fans get sick of from time to time hearing about next year. But it's wild. Uh, you know, what can you do about it? Put more shooters out there? Well, they try, and CJ doesn't hit. So uh, you just got to hope that that between Reeves and Frederick, somebody's hot from outside because otherwise this team ain't going to win, most likely. Uh, another Perkin, bleh, Perkin, another Perkin. person echoed that sentiment. Uh, I wish Toppin would take two or more of those wide open threes each game. Even if he shoots 28%, it would open things up. And I just think he has to be more proactive. Whereas that that's kind of maybe the mm-hmm. theme of this show is, is not being as proactive and more reactive. But I did like at least early on he was taking it to the hole. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm okay with that, too. And he does a good job being able to slip and cut and usually find an easy bucket or two, assuming the point guard can get it to him. Wheeler did on a dunk, and, and that was nice to see. But you have to be able to keep a defense honest and shoot, and he just refuses to do it. And it doesn't hurt that you have a great offensive rebounder. It hasn't been as good as of late for Oscar, but it doesn't hurt sometimes to get just shots up and see if that dude can go operate and, and get going there, too. But now, now when he's passing up like the 15 footers, that's just totally unacceptable. Like you have to be able to shoot those, but I agree with the texter. Sometimes you got to shoot a three CJ can't even get a shot off. This is ugly foul on a dude, the arrow. The first half definitely could have been, could have been reviewed for a flagrant. I think it wasn't a flagrant. They've definitely reviewed dumber fouls or, or less physical fouls before, but probably the right call just to let it go. Uh, I just laughed at the commentary being like, yeah, he was just a little off balance as he was just getting decked. He could have been on a segment of jacked up on the old Sunday NFL countdown days. <laughs> Another texter asked, did you all see Jim Baham's recent postgame interview? The man looks miserable and unhappy. I can't imagine he coaches more than two years, if that. Um, he, Scoots, been... is this text from 2018? Nope. It's from, from sure? recently. Because... Yeah. Jim Bayham's looked miserable and unhappy for, I mean, probably farther back than that, right? Like Very basically, true. he walks around living a miserable and unhappy life. I really don't understand why he's he's doing what he does. Scoots, I'll send you the video. We should play it. It's only twenty eight seconds. Is it the one about uh, questioning the reporter? 
Yeah. Yeah. What an what an a hole. Do you have it pulled up? Uh, here in just a second. May as well play it. Twenty eight seconds. Yeah. Jim yeah. Beheim is just a no complete and total goober. You got it. I got it. Here we go. Let me make sure it's up. All right. Is that your question? That's the most important question you have. He was not on the today. Is that your most important question here? I'm just curious, he was not on the I will answer it. Alright. Your attitude isn't really good either. Benny took a personal day. He will be back at practice on Wednesday. What a guy. See, you want to look what talking down to people looks like. That is the definition of talking down to somebody. Yeah. Acting like his parent, too, to throw in, like, in your attitude. His attitude's fine. He asks you a question. The only person that had a bad attitude in that is you, you goober. If I was to say, I don't know how Syracuse fans put up with that guy. And, I mean, the, the Syracuse journalism school can't believe the Big Jays don't just come after Bayham for being a total turd in the punch bow. Oh, man. He, he's a, and Syracuse just stinks and has for a long time. He just has a few good postseason runs as a bad seed to kind of cover up some of uh, the other blemishes. A texter says, uh, where are we? I'm getting in this debate with one of my friends, and they said they'd rather not have Oscar come back next year. So I found to be absolutely ludicrous. Yes, Oscar doesn't understand basic fundamentals on offense and defense, but he's a different breed. Him at the five with this group of freshmen would be wild. What do you all think? Um, I might be with your friend. Like, I, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a ludicrous argument. Like I could, I could be convinced one way or the other. Um, Cal's best teams have rim protectors and shot blockers, and you're just not going to get that with Oscar. So I'm at the point and it's pretty wild just to even have this take where like, I, I don't care if he comes back. I'll be very happy about that. And that is a good thing in my opinion. If not, and he moves on, which is ultimately what I think he'll do, then you're going to get to play differently defensively. You'll get to do different things, and that will be exciting in its own right. But if the best rebounder in school history wants to come back, I'm certainly not going to be disappointed in that. So I'm, I'm gravy either way, and, and that's a decent spot to be in. I'm not going to get upset either way, so that's always a good thing. That, that's, that, that's a good way to put it, TJ. Like I think it can work one way or the other, um, but – Aaron Bradshaw is going to take a, a lot of time. It, offense might work better too with the the guards they'll have next year. Like I, I think they could still function with Shebae down there, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm um, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Holy smokes! What funny what it changes in a week. We look like we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Another first half text. I would imagine <laughs> Shebae may be the worst defensive big Cal has ever had. Which uh, he's he's probably up there. Yeah. Um, that gets serious minutes. Eloy Vargas was comically bad defensively. But he, but, yeah, he know, didn't he play much. Like three minutes a game. Sure. Was Reed Travis? Like, Reed Travis was better. Yeah. Um, he just, Reed Travis, like, while he had his, he was not quick laterally, he at least knew where he was supposed to be and he knew what opposing teams were going to try to do. Sometimes Oscar, it just looks like he's out there just doing a little pickup and I'll be here. Oh, somebody got behind me, put my hands up. How did that happen? Shucks. But you're not you're not playing Oscar for his defense. You're playing him because he's the best rebounder in college basketball, and he's a good interior scorer too. Who was the big for the 2018 team? Nick Richards, PJ Washington. Oh, was it, so Reed was the 19 
team? Correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. You had a little yeah. Sashi Clay Jones in 18. Yeah. I mean, those bigs weren't great. It, it also doesn't help that like Cal's had some outstanding defensive bigs early on. Uh, sure. And the, the other thing, too, is Oscar does have good defensive stat, stats, but it's just um, it's just some of the, the – the, the basketball IQ on the defensive end is the frustrating part. Texter says, hello, KRC crew. I needed a break from sports the last few days after waiting in line for 14 hours to watch us lose to Kansas and haven't tuned into the show, so I apologize if you have totally already talked sense. about this earlier this week, but I think Adu needs to play more. He's still raw offensively, but absolutely looked like he belongs when we saw him against Tennessee – he stands out on the court all the time. He's either faster or taller than anyone he matches up with. He's got an it factor to him, and just a matter of time before he taps into it, in my opinion. It looks like Kaysen will be out tonight, so we'll see how this ages in the morning. Hashtag a do crew, and that's from the Sack Pack. Good to hear from you, Sack Pack. Everybody donate to Sack Pack for Dance Blue. It's one of the best things that the University of Kentucky's campus does. Helps fight childhood cancer. It's an unbelievable cause, and they raise a ton of money, and Sack is doing it. So uh, help him out if you if you can. We, we've talked about a do, so hopefully we answered your question, Sack. A texter says, I think the main reason CJ isn't the shooter we think he is because he can't get a shot off in tight spots or when defenders are closing. It's almost always a pump fake, then pass. He has to get a quicker release. Take notes from Reeves, LOL. Thanks. I, mean, I but- agree. It'd be nice if he could just put it on the floor and just hit that little floater, but he can't even get that falling for him right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just, there's a lid on the bucket for him, man. It's a, it's a mental thing that he's got to get over. Law of averages, though, means we're still due for a good CJ game at some point. A texter says that, good morning, TJ. Lackford can suck it. He's a D-bag. Think he's more important than he really is. Okay, Wallace <laughs> is back for Florida. Suck it, Louisville. Suck it, Roush. Go Cats. Be nice, texter. Be nice. Lackford, you may not always agree with him, but, you know, he's a person, so you can you just be nice to him. I'm a big uh, I'm a, I'm a big Dave fan. Dave, Dave's, a, Dave's a good dude. Dave doesn't take himself like, like it's not so life and death with him in this stuff. But And I think he just enjoys doing this as his sort of uh, side hustle. Yeah, he, he riles folks up in a big way, no doubt about that. Good morning, guys. Alex from Colga. Roush, now that it's a little closer, are we feeling good about any additions for signing day? Also, Scoots, buddy, a tale of two games for you. Sorry about Maryland, but suck it, Trevor. Scoots is the superior producer here. We all agree with that. Uh, Poor Trevor, not feeling well. He's got the rumbly tums. Hope he feels better. And then Roush, I think, uh, has hit the signing day stuff pretty well. So I guess the new slogan for Indiana home games at Assembly Hall is Don't Look Up. Also, not a bad movie. Not a great movie, though. Not a great movie. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Don't Look Up. I thought it was overhyped. Granted, I did watch it like Christmas night, and it was just much more like a needed a little more uplifting movie for Christmas night. Yeah, that's a terrible Christmas night movie. But it's like Uh, it came out that day. I was like, oh, this this should be funny. It's uh, the the one guys who were funny guys. Uh, yeah, Yeah. A texture says, I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I'm not going to sing it for you. I've hit my singing quota for today. So, uh, but I get the reference and no, a lot of fun. I'm not does getting it. Make you you should uneasy? need to sing it for us. No, no. Uh, does it make you uneasy that Ole Miss had more field goals made than us? No, uh, I don't, I don't care. care. Also, uh, shout out to the officials for just deciding to stop calling the game the final two minutes. Just let's let Ole Miss get as many possessions and shots and free throws as possible. Let's just not call it blatant out of bounds on Ole Miss. Uh, just completely mailed it in there the final few minutes. Hey, but it, it helped uh, help me get a point. So suck it, Scoots. 
a texter says the arrow thought he was back in high school for a minute when he got hit. Yeah. That was a nasty fall from him. His body looked like the outline chalk for like a murder scene. It's <laughs> like, his like leg was up by his ear. Glad he was all right though. Hey, uh, uh, Beyonce's coming to Louisville in July. <laughs> oh, wow. The the Bay Hive's going to come after you, TJ. Don't like Beyonce. I can't believe you said that. We should probably end the show just right there, <laughs> but we got a John text. What do you say? Scoots? I just laughed. <laughs> you, you could meet the girl of your dreams at a Beyonce concert. I'm good. Uh, yeah, Beyonce. <laughs> I'll get a I'll get a GoFundMe for tickets for you. John here. Good morning, everyone. Glad to see a decent team effort last night and a great victory. Reeves was awesome. I was afraid that Reeves' effort may have came up short if our floor general Wheeler did not come back in and play through an injury last night on Twitter. I saw individuals still talking crap about Wheeler. After last night, if you do not have something nice to say after a tough performance like that, then in the words of Will Smith, keep our floor general's name, Severe Wheeler, out of your damn mouth. We'll got to go talk to you later. Not sure that was the exact Will Smith quote, but I see where you're going with there. I saw more people like going after just the Wheeler stuff. Everybody just settle down. Let's all be happy about a good performance. I saw more people attacking Wheeler haters, but I didn't see any Wheeler hate from yesterday. Uh, before the game, people were getting worked up. That's fine. But during the game, I think people called a spade a spade. Dude was tough, played a good game, and the Cats really needed him. So I agree with you, John. Woo! Uh, oh, they're not doing a woo. They're doing the woo Spencer. Woo Spencer wasn't the sixth best player on Mail's team when he was there, much less than much less in the state of Indiana. If Kentucky wanted some offensive linemen, they should have targeted two guys out of Ron Cali High School. Which is just a rival high school of cathedrals in Indianapolis. Um, all right, let's end it here. And then tomorrow we got trivia Thursday, and we've only got like four more texts. So we'll, we will spend more time on them tomorrow, not have to rush through them. And then we'll do some trivia. We'll be in studio. It'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you're tuned in at 7 a.m. tomorrow, and we will talk to folks then. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Taylor. Roll Call. Scooting the